by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. And asked me, uh, did I have anything? And I said, well, you know, nothing I can put my finger on, but I said, I'm, I'm ready. And I always know that uh, I can go uh, to the love of God, you know. And so I asked the Lord, what do you want me to minister on? And he could have took me in different directions, but the only thing that kept coming up is love. It's the only thing that kept coming up. And so about 4 o'clock or so, I went to go sit in the youth room to, because I don't have my regular um, notes, my other notebooks that I ministered out of love on, but it's in my spirit, you know. I had this notebook, and it don't have any any uh, message in there on the love, but I went in and sat in the youth room. As soon as I sat down, I looked up and looked at the wall, and it said, 1 Corinthians 13. Now by the faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. As soon as I sat down, and I looked up and saw that, and then I started writing. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the love of God. And the message of this will be love, the perfect way and let me just tell you something about the word of God faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God I don't never say I know something I can listen to the same thing over and over and over until the CD or the tape is wore out and won't speak anymore. I can listen to the same thing for a year or two, over and over and over. It says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And as we look at the word tonight and we look at another, I guarantee you, if you'll listen tonight, if you have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to you, he'll give you something tonight. He'll give you revelation, something will go off in your spirit, and it calls you to grow spiritually. So if you would, we'll start uh, with 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and the first verse. You can put it up there, uh, thirsty in uh, King James. will be just fine. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, which is love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. I'm just making a bunch of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profited me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Voneth not itself, it's not puffed up with pride. It does not behave itself unseemly. It does not seek her own, it's not easily provoked, and it thinks no evil. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinks no evil. 
Rejoice it not in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. And where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. Now, it says, and that's present tense, it's always now, abided faith, hope, and love, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your presence in this place tonight. I thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. You're the teacher, Holy Spirit. You're the one who leads me and guides me in all truth and teaches me and shows me things to come. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to minister to these people tonight. Enlighten the eyes of their understanding. Let them see through the eyes of their spirit and hear with the ears of their spirit, not their natural ears, but the ears of their spirit what you would speak to them tonight. Any, everybody that's come expecting tonight, they will receive something that will set them free. And I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. So we see that love is, um, is, is the greatest. I wrote this down. Love is what sets you free and keeps you free. If you stay in love, and we're going to look at this as we go on. If you stay in love, you will never get offended. Put up there thirsty if you would, but before you do, no, we'll, we'll go on. These times moving. Go to Romans 13 and verse 8. In Romans 13 and verse 8, I'm reading now the King James Version. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. He that loveth another has fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. In other words, if I love you, I'm not going to steal anything from you. If I'm walking in the love of God, I'm not going to talk about you. It says, and that knowing that the time is not high time to wake out of our sleep, now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Night's far spent, the day at his hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The armor of light is walking in the love of God. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantingness, not in strife or in envy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So we can see that um, love works no ill to his neighbor because it is the fulfilling of the law. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. Through the commandment of love. Now put up there thirsty if you would. Uh, I'll just back up a little bit to Romans 5 and 5. 
Romans 5 and verse 5. It says this. It says, Now hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The person that is not born again, the sinner out there in the world, that person cannot understand this kind of love. This, that person cannot walk in this kind of love. This love is for the person that is born of God. It says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So don't say you don't have it. If you're born again, the love of God's there. It's up to you to walk in it. Now put up their thirst if you would. Galatians 5 and verse 6. Keep in mind, now by the faith, hope, and love, these three, and the greatest is love, and we're going to see why the greatest is love tonight. We'll see a little bit of it. It says in uh, Galatians 5 and verse 6, it says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth, availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith with worketh by love. You want your faith to be in operation? Believe me, you need for your faith to be in operation. You get out of love, and your faith, you won't find it. Because faith works by love. The more that you grow in love, the greater your faith will become. Now let's go to Ephesians, the third chapter and the 17th verse. Ephesians 3 and verse 17. You see, you need to know the love of God for yourself. I could tell it to you all day long. But you got to know it. You, you have to give the revelation. I'm telling you what. Love will set you free from anything. Love will set you free from every bondage that there is in this world. Drugs, alcohol, you name it. You get in the love of God and you'll get set free. And, you'll, and you keep yourself in the love of God and you will stay free. It says in Ephesians 3 and verse 17. It said that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the length, the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you know that you can be filled with all the fullness of God? One translation, I believe it's New Living, says you can be filled with all of the life and the power that comes from God. You can have as much of God in your life as you want to have. That means you can be filled, overflowing with God. But it's said to know the love of Christ that passes your thinking, that passes your knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Let's stay in Ephesians and go just flip over to the fourth chapter in the 30th verse. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. You may say tonight, well, Brother Tom, I'm struggling. Well, let me just tell you this. If you'll get over in the love of God and read the love of God and meditate on it and remember it and look at 1 Corinthians 13 and read it over and over and over and then start taking the verse and memorizing it and speaking it. You see, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith will come when you speak it out of your mouth. See, you speak it out of your mouth and faith comes to your heart. So in Ephesians uh, 4 and verse 30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. It says, 
let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. I'm going to tell you something. Walking in love will help you control your tongue and control your body. Because the, you, the real you is a spirit. And spirit has authority over the natural realm. You couldn't cast out a devil in the natural. But he said, they that believe in my name will cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues and they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Spirit has that authority to do that. Flesh don't. You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a physical body. You can control your tongue. You can control your thoughts. You can control your body. You get over in the love of God and you start meditating on the love of God to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. How are you going to know it if you don't sit and spend time with God and meditate on his word and pray? I remember this is probably, this has been a while back. It's been over 35 years ago. I can remember. I would come in from work and I'd go out to that picnic table in the yard and I'd get that Bible and I'd get 1 Corinthians 13. And it's the first chapter of the Bible that I memorized. I could, I could, I could, I could quote the first the Corinthians 13, 1 through 13, without looking at the Bible. And I started doing this because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith will come quicker by hearing you say it, maybe than hearing me say it. So you need to learn. Matter of fact, it says the tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Now, how are you going to get that word of God down into your heart, down into your spirit? You get it in there by saying it, saying out of your mouth and believing in your heart. And it produces faith. It produces the word in your heart. You know, if the devil comes to you. And he tells you something. And you don't know what the word says. How are you going to know who's talking to you? That's why it's so important to understand what the word of God says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word proceed out of the mouth of God. You need to read this word. You need to pray. And as you do, you'll find yourself overcoming more and more and more. It says... Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, let it. That means you're supposed to be the one. Let all of it. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, let it be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. That means you came from whatever size family you came from, use brothers and sisters, no matter what happened, even as sinners, you would forgive each other. You get in the church, there's a body of all different kinds of people, all different kinds of personalities, a lot bigger than a regular family. What do you do? You forgive everybody. You don't take offense. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. Chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God. As dear children. He's telling us how to be followers of God. It says, and walk in love. As Christ had loved us. And given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God. For a sweet smelling Savior. 
Put up there the Gospel of John, if you would, thirsty. The Gospel of John, the 13th chapter and the 34th verse of the Gospel of John. It says in the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. How are you going to know if they're his disciples? Because we have love one for another. Matter of fact, over in 1 John, I don't know that I'll get over it tonight. Over in 1 John, it says, I believe in the second chapter, it says, um, we know we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. While we're in the Gospel of John, just go to the next chapter, the 14th chapter and the 21st verse, 14 and 21. And just keep in mind, this is the New Testament commandment. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. To love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. In John, the 14th chapter and 21st verse, it says, He that had my commandments... And keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Now, who is it that has his commandments? His church, the body of Christ, those that are born again, because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22. Three, Jesus answered and said on him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Well, we're seen in, I believe, in verse 21. He'll manifest himself to you. If you walk in the love of God and keep yourself in the love of God, because as we read in the book of Ephesians, to know the love of Christ, it passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. He said, if you'll keep yourself in this commandment, that's something you have to do. It didn't say just to hear about it. Well, I know that. I heard that in church. No, he said to keep yourself in it. Let me tell you something. It takes work. It takes discipline. And it, it takes, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to do his will no matter what. And I'm not going to get offended. I don't care. So it says, I believe I was in 20, I'll go to 24. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's, which had sent me. So he said, these words that you hear, they're not mine, but they're the Father's, which sent me. So in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, in the ninth verse, 
It says, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. And then it says, continue. You notice before it says, and keep. Now it says, continue in my love. Do you know that you have a choice? You can get out of love, but you don't have to. It says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I kept the Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. It says that we keep his commandments even as he, he kept the Father's commandments. And do you know that love, this kind of, because the world and people have all kinds of ideas about love. I mean, that's, that's a big subject. But what we're talking about tonight, we're not talking about all that other love, okay? We're talking about the love of God. And do you know that the love of God will not sin? And do you know that the love of God will not lie? It says that Jesus never sinned. Neither was a lie ever found in his mouth. And he said that he kept himself in love. So how did he overcome? How could he live in this life being tempted in all ways, even as us, yet without sin, and neither ever told a lie? He says, I keep myself. I keep the commandment of love. I abide in my Father. See, he always stayed. It don't make no difference what they done to him, what they said about him. He kept himself in the love of God. And he said, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get offended. He didn't get out of the love of God. He kept his father. He kept his focus, his eyes fixed on his father. And guess what? He's our example. And guess what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to keep our eyes fixed on him. So, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. You want to stay full of the joy of the Lord? Keep yourself in the love of God. Don't get offended. It says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love had no man than this than he lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do whatsoever, I command you. John, still in the Gospel of John, 16th chapter, first verse. He said this, These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be Offended. If you're offended, get out of it. Let it go. And keep yourself in the love of God. You want to walk in power in your life? Walk in love. John, the 17th chapter, the Gospel of John. We're still in the Gospel of John. The 17th chapter. 23rd verse. In the Gospel of John, in the 17th chapter, in the 23rd verse, it says, I and them, 
you and me, that we may be perfect in one, that the whole world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as you've loved me. Pretty, pretty strong, ain't it? Remember where we read that Jesus said, these are the words of my Father. He said, I and them, you and me, that they may be per- made perfect in one, that the world may know that you've sent me and has loved them the same as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world had not known thee, but I have known thee. And these things have these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. He says, the same love that the Father loved the Son with would be in us. And guess what? When you're born again, that love is in, shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost because God is love and your spirit is born of God and you're born of love. He said, may be perfect in one. May be perfect in one. Thirsty, put up there Matthew, the fifth chapter in the 43rd verse. Matthew the 5th chapter in the 43rd verse. It says... You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despisively use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. If you love them which love you, What reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same or the sinners the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even publicans or sinners do the same? Verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. When we was reading out of the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter, he said that you, may be, might, that you may be made perfect in one. I believe that this church can be a perfect church by walking in the love of God. Because he said, be therefore perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. People say today, well, I can't be perfect. Well, I beg to differ with you. If you keep yourself in the love of God, God sees you as perfect. Because when you walk in the love of God, you fulfill all the requirements of the law. Because 
When you walk in the love of God, when you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And God sees you in his eyes as perfect. Because love is the perfect way. As a matter of fact, it's the most important thing in your life. It says, now by the faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest is love. Because everything that you're going to face in this life, and you're going to face it, you're going to face trials, tribulations, you're going to take persecution, people's going to do things to you. I mean, look at the Lord Jesus Christ. It says he went about doing good and healing all who were sick of the press of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the enemy, and all he ever done was good. And they hated him without a cause. But he never got offended. He never got bothered. Ain't nobody in this building tonight ever went through what the Lord Jesus Christ went through. Nobody. Nor will you. We don't have any excuse. We can keep ourselves in the love of God. Being offended is a choice. It's a choice. If you are, then get on offended. Forgive everybody from your heart, just as God has forgiven you. Love is what set me free, and love is what keeps me free. Because there's power. There's power in love. You're living out there in a crazy world. So if you're prepared ahead of time for whatever may happen, if you've got the love of God, if you're putting the word of God in your heart, See, and something happens, well, you just whip out the sword of the Spirit. You already know what to do, see, because you've been meditating on the love of God. You've been thinking about the love of God. You've been talking about the love of God. You've been walking in the love. This is something that I practice every day, every day. I'm either going to read it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to pray about it. It's not a, a one-time thing. If I'm... It, <laughs> If I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, it says in the book of Ephesians, okay, it says put on the whole armor of God, and it said be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is daily. You can't be filled with the Holy Spirit without keeping yourself in the love of God. You can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and stay filled unless you're willing to walk in the love of God. I say this church can be a perfect church. <laughs> there is a perfect way. And it's only one way. To walk in the love of God. It's just not going to happen because you think about it. You have to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. If you want to overcome bad enough and you want to know God bad enough and there are situations in your life that you want to overcome bad enough, you'll get in the word. You'll read the love of God. You'll put the love of God in your heart and watch yourself. Watch yourself rise up. Rise up about, above every circumstance and every situation. Faith worketh by love. You want to walk in water? Meditate on the word of God. Get the, get, get the love of God down into your heart and meditate on it and listen to it over and over. You could never hear too much about the love of God.
First John. First chapter. Fifth, uh, first chapter, first John, fifth verse. This is the message we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Now, before we go any further, let's um, clarify what, what is light and darkness here. Let's, let's um, clarify what he's talking about. It says in verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not truth. Flip your page over to the second chapter, to verse 9, and then we'll come back. Second chapter in verse 9. You see, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John is all talking about love. It's all talking about walking in love. And it says in 2nd chapter, verse 9, He that saith he is in light, now we're talking about light and darkness, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. Now he that loveth his brother abideth in the light. It says, if I walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. Well, you've got to know how to walk in the light. What's he talking about? He said, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in abiding in the light. I want to stay in it. I don't want to, every once in a while, maybe once every year, uh, get some light. I want to live in the light. I want to abide in the light. So if I want to abide in the light, I've got to know how to do it according to the word of God. It says, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and listen to this, there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because darkness has blinded his eyes. You get out of the love of God, and darkness will blind your eyes. You want to stay in the light as he is in the light? Keep his commandment. Get in the love of God. Stay in the love of God. Go to the second chapter, 1 John, second chapter, third verse. We're talking about abiding in him. We're talking about knowing him. And we're talking about keeping his commandments. Hereby, we do know that we know him. This is second chapter, third verse. Hereby, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. I'm not talking here about being born again. I'm talking about after you're born again, I'm talking about abiding in the light. Just because you're born again don't mean that you abide in the light. Matter of fact, how I came across these verses right here, it happened a long time ago. And... In verse 3, hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Keep in mind what it's talking about. What is his commandments? The love of God. To love the Lord God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love my neighbor as self. That's the commandments. Okay? He that saith, I know him. See, there's a difference between 
being saved and knowing God. You can be filled as much as God as you want to be filled. You can know him as much as you want to. He said, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I get up here and I tell you, boy, I mean, I really know God. I mean, I really know him. I know him. I know him. And I'm all the time running my mouth and cutting somebody down and talking about somebody and trespassing against somebody and word, thought, or deed. Friends, I don't know God. Because if I know him, I'll abide in love. You see, I stumbled across this a long time ago. When I first went to the first John, a long time ago, I mean, I couldn't understand any of it. I mean, it, <laughs> it was tough. And I had this um, brother come up to me, and he told me, he says, he said, you see old so-and-so over there? I said, yeah. He says, well, he's not saved. I said, well, how do you know that he's not saved? Well, he said, I seen him do something and say something. I won't say what it is. And he says, he's not saved. And I said, well, can you show me in the word where it says that he's not saved? Because if somebody tells me they're saved, I got no choice but to believe them. I can't judge their heart. You know, if their fruit is way off, then, you know, I know how to keep my distance. But I says, well, show me in the word where you can tell me that you can say you know he's not saved. This is where he took me right here. I didn't know what he was talking about. He that saith, I know him, and keep him not his commandments. I had no clue what he was talking about. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I don't know. Because if I don't know, I ain't got nothing to say. I just keep my mouth shut. I just don't know. I said, I'll go home and pray, and I'll, uh, I'll ask and get the Holy Spirit to uh, ask him to teach me. Because you know the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He leads you and guides you in all truth, and he teaches you, and he will. You open yourself up to him, I promise you, he'll teach you. You'll receive revelation as you can handle it. And so where the Holy Spirit took me was 1 Corinthians 13. I started meditating on it over and over. Didn't know why I was there. I just was doing it, meditating on it over and over and over. And after some period of time, whether it was months or a year, I don't know. I wasn't keeping up with time. I was going down the road one day, and uh, I heard the Spirit of God speak to me. He said, I want you to go back, and I want you to tell him what I tell you. This is the same person, you know, because I told him I don't know. So I went back, and um, I started talking to this person. I said, I, I've been talking uh, to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit's been showing me uh, what this means right here in 1 John, the second chapter. And I says, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I, I looked at him, I says, uh, I says, I love you. I said, do you love me? He wouldn't say a word. You see, the word says, I don't care how many scriptures you can quote, and this guy had been to Bible seminaries. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. I looked at him again, and I said, I love you. Do you love me? See, I'm a disciple, so you know my disciples, they have love one for another. He didn't say a word. He just stood there. I asked him a third time. I said, I love you. Do you love me? He jumped up in the air like somebody hit him with a whoop, a whip. And he said, you're making it hard. And he took off running. I ain't seen him since. And that's been a long, long time ago. 
a long time ago. I ain't seen him since. You see, I can say I know God all day long. I can say I love God. I love God I've never seen. I see you sitting right there, and I don't love you. Love will set you free. You want to walk in power in your life? You want to lay hands on the sick? You want to cast out devils? You want freedom in your life? You want to live free? Get over in love of God. Keep yourself there. Ask the Holy Spirit tonight, is there some kind of offense hiding in my heart from 40 years ago against Grandma? Or somebody. Ask him to show you. I promise you he'll put his finger on it. And you can get that thing out of there. And you can move on with God. And you can be filled with all the fullness of God. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.